Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits. But before we actually get to the show, I wanted to remind you guys that Talking in Bits is completely 100% audience funded. What that basically means is, is that you will never have to sit through no ads while you're listening to Talking in Bits. And the only way we can continue to do that and have been able to do that is with contributions and donations with great listeners such as yourself. So in order to keep that spirit alive, there's a few ways that you can actually donate to the show. My favorite way is podcasting 2.0 apps. There's a bunch of them out there, but my two favorite are Fountain App and Breeze. And with these apps, it's basically like any other podcasting app. You can subscribe to Talking in Bits. Um, you can load up some sats into the wallet and you can set how many sats per minute you think Talking in Bits is worth or how much value you're receiving from Talking in Bits. You can do this from both of those apps. Another really cool feature in, the, in these apps, these podcast 2.0 apps, is the boost feature. And what the boost feature is, is basically you get to pick a certain amount of sets that you want to send in and you can embed a message inside of that transaction into the show. And what I'm going to do is week to week, the best ones that come in, I'm going to read them and give shout outs here live on the show. So that's another way that you can help keep this ad free um, and keep this content rolling. Uh, if you're not using the podcast 2.0 apps, then you can head on over to talkingandbits.com backslash donate. And there you'll find various links to be able to send in Lightning, to be able to send on-chain, and even a Paynim. So go check out the, the website. That's another way to contribute. And if you're listening to us on the legacy outlets like YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, then you could do the good old-fashioned leave a review, share, subscribe. All that stuff helps and helps us float up higher so more people can get this value and more people can get everything that we want to provide to our listeners. So once again, we appreciate you. The only reason we've been able to keep this up is because of y'all, and we want to keep that going for as long as we can. All right, without further ado, on to this week's episode. I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply. By its design, the total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Solo Rip number 15 here on the weekends where we have a little bit of extra time to be able to marinate these thoughts and be able to think about these topics a little bit deeper. And hopefully when you go to your barbecue or when you go to your pool party or when you go wherever it is you need to go on the weekends, you can carry some of these conversations over and then you could go ahead and, you know, get other people's opinions on it and have a little bit of ammunition going into those conversations. So that's what we try to provide here on these solo rips. Thank you so much for all the support that you've been giving Talking in Bits. We appreciate y'all. The sats are streaming in, the boost is streaming in, the questions are streaming in, uh, the share with your favorite people. I want to thank our you know first-time listeners, the people that have been around for a very long time since episode one. I want to thank our last-time listeners, the people that just listened to the last episode and said, nah, this isn't for me. You guys also have a place in this ecosystem. So I appreciate you all. Once again, welcome back to Solo Brip 15. And Solo Brip 15, I'm going to give a... Um, a personal experience with the bank uh, uh, that I'm going through now. And this is just another reason why we Bitcoin. From there, I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, since you know we've been talking about influencers pretty much every week, let's talk about Nick Carter for a sec. And then we're going to get into Bitcoin maximalism uh, uh, and something that I'm very passionate about, especially here on this show when you know we're 100% Bitcoin, no matter 
what the cause is or what the reasoning is. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to get into the bank example here. By the way, guys, just like you heard in the, in the beginner cap here, um, if you want to support the show and you want to keep it ad free, you guys already know what to do. Check us out on Fountain App or on Breeze App. Those are our favorite ones. I am going to start playing around with other podcasting 2.0 apps because I do want this to be a decentralized way to donate, not necessarily like a specific app to donate. Uh, but we do love our Fountain. We do like our Breeze. Check us out on there. Talkingandbits.com backslash donate. For those of you guys that hear us on the legacy platforms like Spotify and all those places, well, you can head on over there and you can literally type in however much you want to donate, $1, $2, and then uh, through OpenNode, unfortunately, my BTC pay server is acting up, through OpenNode, you'll be able to basically donate through Lightning, through OnChain, whatever it is you want to contribute to the show. But anyways, so funny enough, my and if you listen to the main chain episode with Eric, you got a little bit about this because it happened literally 10 minutes before the Eric example. Uh, sorry, the Eric podcast is example that I'm about to give. Uh, so 10 minutes before the show starts, I basically get a, a, a notification from my bank saying that I've been locked out of my funds. Now, as most of you guys know that are listeners to the show, I'm in the process of moving here. So it's very important to have this bank account, not only to be able to pay off the moving trucks and do all that stuff, uh, but be able to collect the payments, like the house payment and things like that or whatever. So to my surprise, I get locked out. And the reason I got locked out is, is because when my oldest was 16 years old, she's no longer 16 years old. I set her up with a bank account, right? And it's, un it's like the child account of my account, if that makes any sense. And I basically... You know, reached out, you know, they basically reached out because somebody hacked into her account and overdrew by like, you know, 5K or $5,000. Uh, and because of that, they locked my account out. Uh, mind you, they're different member numbers, but they locked my account out because of that, because I'm the governing account here. So this is just fiat being fiat and how at a blink of an eye for whatever rules they want to give. Uh, a, the bank could basically just lock you out of your wealth, lock you out of your money. I actually think, believe it or not, uh, uh, believe it or not, this happened to our favorite gold bug, Peter Schiff, right? Uh, where he got locked out of his money through a bank, probably much more money than what I'm talking about here. But either way, they can do it in a heartbeat, right? So since then, I've had a very hard time getting access to my money, right? Like, because they continue to say, while well, we're investigating, blah, 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 all this and that. Um, in one of those phone calls, I got a hold of like their, you know, crime squad person. I don't really know what the technical term of it is. And this person tried to get into like a, 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 a like a, a weird argument with me because she asked me to try to log into my account. I told her I was locked out, but she said, hey, I might have fixed it. Go ahead, check it out. And now all of a sudden my bank's app, right, doesn't allow me to do so with a VPN. And for those of you that don't know what a VPN is, a VPN is a virtual private network. I believe that's what it is. And it basically just like, hides your identity on the internet. So it shows a different location when you're, you know, when your IP address is supposed to be here where you're at. You can show off being in LA or show off being somewhere else. So this has never happened before. And she's telling me that in her seven years, this is actually the way it's supposed to be. And that it's a federal law. Here goes these law talks where they just make up this random uh, um, buffoonery where they basically try to like make stuff up. So she tried to tell me that's a federal law that I am supposed to tell the bank everywhere it is that I am, right? And I'm like, well, that's surveillance is what I told her. 
And what she basically told me is, no, good sir, that is not surveillance. That is the way we keep your account secure. That is the way that we make sure that when you're swiping somewhere in like uh, L.A. and you're supposed to be in the East Coast, that we know when we're detecting fraud. Well, I've never had this happen to my account before, so explain yourself now, lady. Lady comes back to tell me that I'm full of shit. That is, she's been working there for seven years, and that's how it is. I've been a member for more than seven years, and that's, that's only been the case in this situation. So you see how they continue to try to push the laws and push the field goal post and change the rules on the fly and then expect me to either be a liar or to cooperate with these surveillance practices is what I call them. But she tells me, no, no, this is the way to secure me. Well, Visa is a national railway, a, a, a shitty one at that, but it's a national uh, um, you know, railway for payments, right? So I should be, now it's one thing if, you know, you saw in California where I'm not, somebody swiped the card three or four times back to back for some random charges, then you would do what you usually do and you give me like this automated phone call where I either approve the charges or I don't approve the charges. Nah, 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 nah. That's not what you're doing now and that's not what you're telling me. Now you're telling me is that I can't go ahead and protect my privacy on the internet with a VPN because you guys want to know every single thing that I'm doing. Not only can you see every single transaction that I'm doing, and we've known that forever, but now... You want me to literally report to you every time that I decide to step on an airplane and go somewhere else with my money. Mind you, the bank doesn't even exist if I don't put my money into it, right? Like, they, they, that's just how it works. So she's trying to tell me I'm a liar. I'm trying to tell her she's trying to surveillance me. And, you know, we got it on the back and forth, which always leads nowhere. Sometimes I, like, I, I laugh at myself and I actually told my wife this, like, why the hell do I even bother getting in conversations with these people? It's not like for one second she's going to basically drop what she's saying and say, you know what? You're right. And I'm going to change the rules for you. Now they do whatever the hell they want, which is why we Bitcoin, right? Which is why our wealth is in our possession with our private keys where we can take action and we can do what we need to do cryptographically secure at that. So no matter what, nobody can separate me from my wealth nobody can actually you know separate me and my secret which is the new way you know shout out to Durjiji and shout out to, to Eric Kaysen uh, the new way of me actually seeing what this wealth is because if you think about it it is wealth but it's a secret a secret that nobody not even the Fed or not even the bank or nobody can ever separate me from you can't steal it from me you could try to brute force me but you would have to kill me and that's pure wealth at its finest not this nonsense of vpn on vpn off no access to your wealth your daughter got hacked so now you're penalized none of this nonsense and i just wanted to give this example here because i like to give real life examples of why we bitcoin as opposed to just re you know reusing or re uh, uh purposing stuff that we see on twitter all day that stuff is you know a lot of these uh, i talked to lc about this but a lot of these accounts you know basically if you want to learn how to do big on twitter just retweet all the like virtue signaling stuff or retweet all those obvious Bitcoiner stuff that everybody's retweeting uh, uh, and you'll get a bunch of likes, you'll get a bunch of follows and all that stuff. I don't subscribe to that, which is why I have, you know, a basic following. Only the real ones like you listeners follow me and support the show. Uh, but this is real world examples of how that nonsense has happened. I'll continue to update y'all on my experiences as I go through this little journey of moving uh, not that I'm the first person in the world that has moved, but I'm navigating in a time where interest rates are at an all-time high. Uh, real estate is becoming a shitcoin, and banks are becoming more and more 
surveillancy, if that's even a word. Uh, so I'll keep you guys posted on that whole situation. Um, we want to move over, or I want to move over, before I get into Bitcoin maximalism, uh, I want to get into Nick Carter. So last solo rip, I didn't know much about the Nick Carter situation. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I like to understand that, you know, people that got bags or money behave different than the, you know, the people like me who are more virtuous when it comes to his Bitcoin uh, and more uh, uh, of a better representation of Bitcoin than the guys who just want to pump their bags. So Nick Carter, I get it. Even in the episode where Eric, he kind of breaks it down really well, where like that is what they do. That's their job. Like they have board members and they have, you know, bags that they want to pump. And this is a strategy that they do so. And they see the universal use of shit coins because they're going to tell you whatever they want. But it's because they want to pump their bags. It's easy to pump your bags on something like a shit coin that you can rug pull people with or that you could say it has a use practical case. It's much harder to dedicate your time and all your energy and all your resources into Bitcoin, a network that's doing it with the truth and doing it honestly. Because we all know that all these these use cases for these shit coins could be done on Bitcoin much better, but it takes honesty and it takes much more time and it takes transparency to be able to do that. So usually these uh, VC guys or these bag pumper guys, they basically don't want to go through those layers. And I say usually because there's a few that are doing it honestly and that support only Bitcoin only projects. Uh, 1031 is one that comes off the head. But you guys get the point. Nick Carter just found himself in that arena where he basically now wants to denounce maximalism. Uh, He even wrote an article about it, which is like, fam, how much time do you have to tell people that they ain't shit? that they're brokies and they would never understand it. But then go ahead and write like a full-fledged article about this. Uh, And I'm going to get into what my real reasoning I think is this whole thing is happening. But, you know, he basically got on Twitter. He started calling everybody brokies. uh, Basically started saying that the reason we don't understand and the reason uh, maximalism is going to die is basically because we don't get it and we are toxic and we are, you know, shitty people and we don't, a bunch of different stuff that's nonsense. He's gone ahead and gone on a few podcasts to continue to lean into this, to continue to say stuff. Um, but I, I want to, you know, shout out Stony Ghost here. Uh, I want to shout out something here that he wrote that actually um, kind of sums a lot of this up and is not only does the pleb culture subvert the status mindset, it subverts the corporate one. Massive. That's an awesome point there which explains why VC bros are lashing out. They are the epitome of corporate cucks and want to contain it all the best that they can. Bingo, 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 bingo. Shout out to Stoney on that. Stoney's one of the real ones out here. Been around before most of these VC bros uh, and said it correctly there. He goes on to say that Dan Hell said something to the effect of the culture is changing. It's not 2014 anymore. And Nick's original cope uh, inside of uh, spaces that Nick was hosting. Eternal September problem, meet the pleb. Best way to push back at corporations which have subvert governments worldwide. This is just Stoney basically just isolating this to what it really, really is. We're in a bear market. The VC bros are starting to get choked out, starting to get the pressure because remember, it's easy for Nick to sit there and, and start saying stuff on, on Bitcoin 2022 when the bags are pumping in the BC and the Bitcoin side of things, right? But when it's a bear market and now you got to like go and be a cuck to boards and go be a cuck to to, to corporations, now you have to start like kind of justifying your bags and trying to start an even stuff and start caping and start doing these things. And that's where this is where Nick ran into the problem here. And he can say all he wants 
about, you know, I don't need plebs and Bitcoin maximalism is toxic and and, and that uh, thought process is shrinking down like Dan Hell says. Well, y'all two have something in common. You guys are corporate cucks, right? And I have no no indifferences in saying that and we can have that conversation whenever. He even went on to say like, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't talk to plebs or because plebs are not Bitcoin owners. And, you know, the Bitcoin company, one of the Benz actually came out and said, fam, I've talked to you before. Like, and I'm a pleb and, and I own that and I love that. And that's who what makes us who we are. Plebs are the ones that are going to push this thing to the next level. Right. And, before, you know, plebs are the ones that are the immune system. And we'll get into maximalism pretty soon. But Nick has no feet here. He's basically just going to get removed from the equation and just be another one of those uh, 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 long lost forgotten Bitcoiners, quote unquote, um, that everybody just continues to move on. And then what I wanted to say is, is that when I was growing up, I was really deep into wrestling, you know, like the WWF at the time, not the WWE and WCW. And when they had their little like feud and all that stuff. And I get how this works when it comes to a persona. Right. So in wrestling, you know, you had your favorite wrestler, whatever it may be. You know, I don't know if you're older than me or younger than me, but let's just use Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Like there was phases where Stone Cold Steve Austin was the good guy, right? And he was going against, you know, Vince McMahon and he was going against that. And he was the, oh, hell yeah, throw me a beer guy. And the fans were riding with that and all that. But then there was also a time where Stone Cold Steve Austin was the villain, right? Where he was the one that was like beating up your favorite hero and coming out and supporting the wrong cause. And then the fans shifted toward that end and they would boo him, boo, and you're shitty and all that stuff. And then he would do something when the script changes, right? To kind of bring the fans back and be like, that's the Stone Cold that we love. Great job marketing here, Nick. I think this is what's happening here. I think underlying all this, Nick is a pretty good marketer, if not an extreme marketer, and is basically knowing how to play with people that retweet this nonsense and this buffoonery and play along with it, which is why I actually endorse not to play along with this nonsense. If Nick Carter doesn't fuck with people like us and the listeners of this show and the people that are really pushing this up, that's fine because I don't fuck with him. When I look for guests to come on the main chain of Talking in Bids, I'm not reaching out to Nick Carter. I'm not looking for the VC bros. I'm looking for the plebs. I'm looking for the signal. I'm looking for the people that are going to push this to the next level. So you're actually wrong here, Nick. And we are getting stronger. And we are carrying dumbasses like you, right? And now ultimately, the people that are playing into this and retweeting it, they're going to do the wrestling thing. And they're going to be all up on Nick, Nick Carter when he does something good and when, he, when, the, when the price starts to shoot up. And Nick Carter comes around saying, I've always been part of it, guys. Blah, blah, blah. And here's a little, little, little piece of bait for you guys to come and know that I'm the good guy here. I'm not falling for this nonsense, and I don't forget shit about shit. I'm going to remember this, and so are the listeners of the show, and so should the people that you talk to this about. They should remember this, because he basically called us brokies, and he basically called us worthless. You don't have to take my word for that. You can go on all the many podcasts and listen to them. I don't see why you would listen to them, but this is public. He's basically denouncing us and calling us worthless because we don't have the amount of money that he does. Well, go fuck yourself. Because this is a lot more than money for me, right? So you can go and pump your bags. Irony is separation of money and state. Your bags mean shit when the, when the fiat dollar crumbles, which is what we're watching here. So keep that in mind here, which brings me to Bitcoin maximalism. 
I consider myself a maxi. I agree with Eric on the main rip. Check out that episode, by the way. When he says that, well, I don't even know what that definition means. Well, to me, it means that I'm 100% sold on, the, uh, 100% sold on this mission. I'm 100% sold that we are winning and we are fighting a war. I'm 100% sold that Bitcoin and its cryptography and its technology is the only chance that we have to fight this bigger war that our previous uh, ancestors, whether they go back or whether they are more recent relatives, weren't able to win. They weren't able to fight. They weren't able to, to even stand the chance against the tyranny of fiat money. So what Bitcoin maximalism means to me is I'm not wasting my time. I'm not wasting my energy. I'm not wasting my resources to entertain that bag pumping nonsense. And that's what it is that they want us to kind of fold and cape to, to be bag pumpers too, to be able to go on that and not be a maxi. Fuck you. What maximalism means to me personally, because it could mean many different things is we will win if we support Bitcoin and what it empowers us to do. It's the last hope. It's the spear to be able to strike in the heart of that nasty, corrupt fiat system that continues to enslave us every single day. Just like the example that I gave here in, in the beginning, where they could just like that change your whole life around, right? And block you and remove you and, and, and take away everything that you work hard to build. I'm a maxi because I finally have the weapon, the tool to be able to say a big fuck you to that system, but not in a passive way, big fuck you. And then I kind of go continue to get cucked, but in an actual action backed way, fuck you. And this is what I'm doing to opt out and suffocate you fiat system. So if Nick, if I'm not in your criteria, because I'm with that cause, I don't need you. And maybe you don't need me. Because when I win, your bags suffocate, and that makes you lose. And I get what you're trying to do, but it isn't working. Something you should understand very clearly. When I suffocate your fiat pumping, you die. Your peers die, and fiat dies. And damn it, day and night, we're going to continue to fight that fight because we finally got the hope and we got the weapon to do so. That's what Bitcoin maximalism is to me. A lot of other people... Uh, Pete Rizzo actually wrote a fan and I'll leave the 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 uh, the, the link here in the show notes uh, wrote a fantastic article for Forbes that was basically highlighting that same very thing just in a more clear way and in a less fuck you way uh, more clean basically saying hey I understand Nick but we max these forever because there's a bigger purpose behind this go check out that read it was a fantastic read I also like to think of Gigi here Gigi always tells we need more toxicity not less you know, I've even heard him, you know, consider this and others as the immune system in Bitcoin, right? We make sure that we keep those checks and balances in real check. We make sure that when you come over here with your fake shit and a system built off of pure truth, that we reject you and we ostracize you and we kick you out. And we make sure that the members of this community and the people that are actually fighting the real fight don't get lost in your bullshit and your pop bags and your J-Will bags, right? We make sure that that happens and we make sure that we honor the truth. And that's what the immune system of Bitcoin maximalism is. And it's not getting smaller, contrary to what Nick Carter is saying. It's actually getting stronger and it's getting better with podcasts like this and value for value and being able to be ungovernable, uh, you know, not be able to be governable, right? And, and, and not to be able to be blocked from a platform 
with RSS feeds and the freedom movement. And, you know, someone would even argue and say the anarchist movement of being able to have the rights that we deserve to have and be able to honor them. And like Eric said in the main chain episode, which is such a fantastic episode, if you want to make this about money, then let's make this about money. Let's make this about you not being able to steal money, take take money away, uh, put rules on money. Let's do it about that. And in that arena, you also lose, right? And, and, and the food arena with what Texas Slim is doing and all these big beef initiatives and stuff. Let's make it about food and let's make you lose in food as well, right? Education, right? Let's do that as well. Let's continue this paradigm, sh- paradigm shift of separating this fucking nasty fiat behavior. And anybody who endorses a shitcoin or a shitcoin company or continues to endorse all that nonsense and say that it's because, you know, they they see the potential in things. They're absolutely fucking liars and they're spending their energy and they're, compute, uh, they're, they're contributing gasoline to the fire of getting people burned and getting people rug pulled. And I'm not for that at all. This is why we do this show for free. Because I think about these thoughts all the fucking time. And the reason I do that is so I can share it with y'all and have you guys understand on the days that you feel kind of low, on the days that you feel that you should kind of cape towards the shit coin or that like you can't get enough to get by, I'm here with you. And we're fighting together. And you're not alone. We're going to fight this fiat system that has us enslaved together and Bitcoin is the hope. And if anything, this podcast should serve as a reminder, as the flag. Right. To let you know that you're not alone and we will win and we will continue to win. And this system will that fiat system will continue to deteriorate. And all the guys like the Nick Carters of the world are then going to come around and ask us to cape. Oh, no, no, no. It was just because of this. this, this." We remember and we will remember. And I want you all to keep that in mind and remember and keep the energy with these bullshit ass fucks, these cucks that are continue to come to us and tell us that what we're doing and the fight that we're fighting for is not one to be honored and is one that it's a, it's a niche. It's, fuck you, it's not a niche, it's a movement and one that you can't stop. Not you, not any of these other fucks and none of these other influencers that have these podcasts that should be damn shamed of themselves for all the advertisement that they talk about uh, uh, and all the nonsense products that they promote in order to get more cucks. I've said this before. Does that make me a non-capitalist or a broker and all that stuff? Call it whatever the hell you call it. I'm on a mission that requires a higher position and it's not one to be cucked. It's one that needs to be supported and one that needs to be fought, which is why the, the guests that come onto this show are nothing but pure signal and why the listeners to the show can not only contribute, but they can take part by building out the show and getting a split and getting money back because this is a circular thing. This is not just you listen to me and do whatever it is I tell you to do. This is you listen, you engage, you, you know, uh, uh, work with, right? And you help build this platform so that we can continue to wave the flag of good and be able to signal to the people that are lost or the people that haven't figured it out yet that we are going to win. I'm going to finish it off there. Bitcoin maximalism is here to stay. And it's not a problem. It's the immune system. It's what keeps this healthy and keeps it going. Anybody telling you otherwise is a complete buffoon and doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. As always, guys, I appreciate y'all. This wraps up solo rip number 15. Please share the podcast with a friend. This is word of mouth. It goes back to the beginning of time. It actually works out very well. If you like this show and you're getting a lot of value from this show, one of the best ways is just to share it with other people so that they can get that same value too. After that, 
As you guys know, you can stream with some tats. Podcasting 2.0 is the way to go. You can look up. I usually leave a link to uh, all the apps that you can do that that support just so we don't centralize this movement. But the one that I use day to day is Fountain App and Breeze App. And I think those are really good options. If you want to boost the show and tell me what you think or you have some questions or you have some thoughts, we'll bring it up on the show. And if I discuss it for more than a few minutes, I'll even give you a split for allowing that conversation to come into the show and giving me something to talk about. So contribute to the show. Be a part of the show. We make this show better together, not by myself. Uh, you could do that with Podcasting 2.0. Um, if you want this 4K content, I'd rather you support Bitcoin TV and get away from the algorithms of YouTube. So go check us out on Bitcoin TV. Subscribe there. Um, let us know you're following us there. Share on your feeds, whatever it is you guys got to do to get this signal out. The main feed, go check it out. That's where all the interview are and the guests are. That's where we get we get a cracking, as I like to say. And uh, you guys get to hear the opinion of other Bitcoiners that are spreading signal. And I'm so thankful and, and so grateful that I'm able to give them the platform to bring that love here and explain it to y'all. Um, if you're not with the Bitcoin standard of things, you should get with it pretty soon, especially after listening to these shows. But if not, you check us out on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. We're all on all those legacy platforms. Just rate, share, and subscribe. That's how we get that to float up. And that's how we get more people listening to the signal. As always, I appreciate you guys. As always, let's make this better together, not by myself. And let's make Bitcoin better together, not by accepting the bullshit of the VC bros, etc. Appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all next week. Go check out the main chain. I'm sure you're going to love the episode that I'm going to be recording tomorrow. Later, y'all.